That was Elizabeth Hepburn with Children of Light. Welcome to Let's Find Out. The focus of this program is to have our hearts open to a universal, united, kind, loving, and forgiving planet. We've entered into a new decade and a new energy form, the transformational 20s. Let's all begin to strengthen the new energies on the planet, strengthen your intuition, and strive to live a peaceful existence, free from fear. What strategies, prayers, meditations, and exercise can you use to tap into the higher realms and receive messages from your departed loved ones, creating a higher vibration of living? When we are upset and confused, where can we find the answers? How can we know which path to take? The answers are here on Let's Find Out, with our spiritually focused format and guests. Each episode includes Elizabeth Joyce's weekly stargazing report, a guided healing meditation, as well as Ascension music by Richard Schulman. The purpose of every broadcast is to raise your personal vibration. Now it's time for tonight's program, Let's Find Out, with Elizabeth Joyce. Good evening, this is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out, and I'm very excited about today because today is the first day of spring. At least I think I'm right, but the guy that's with me is going to tell us. His name is Mark Dodich, and he's an astrologer, and he's very well known. And I just want to know that uh, this next month is going to be an exciting time. I think we're having a dance with Mars and Venus that that Mark can be telling us about too, but I just want to share something with everybody. And it's just by uh, for wonder and brightness and, and something very wise. So let me share this with you. The word that allows yes, the word that makes no possible, the word that puts the free in freedom and takes the obligation out of love, The word that throws a window open after the final door has closed. The word 
which all adventure, all exhilaration, all meeting, all honor depends on. The word that fires evolution, the word that is the cocoon and whispers to the caterpillar, the word that molecules recite before bonding, the word that no mirror can turn around. In the beginning was the word, and the word was choice. This is the year of choice as well as expansion. But I'm going to put another word in front of that, critical choice. We're going through 2021, and I know that there's going to be a lot more challenges and ups and downs. And I just want everybody to really be tuning in to their true choices to avoid any problems. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. I'd like to add a word myself. Oh, please do. Uh, In the Equinox chart, which, you know, we cast for the coming three months, uh, the key word I would use is adaptability. Oh, that's that's also choice. That's good. Instead of hanging on, you're choosing to be adaptable. Absolutely. And uh, the people who are too rigid and trying to hold on too tightly could be a little frustrated. And the people who are willing to adjust and adapt with changing circumstances are going to do real well with it. That's great. I've had some emails, and and one person uh, sent me an email to ask you a question. I thought that was pretty neat. They wanted to know how Chiron works with Pluto. Well, right now, by sign, if not by degree, they're in a 90-degree angle because Chiron's moving through Aries, Uh Aries is that independent pioneer your own path. I always joke with Chiron, you know, the wounded healer, that if you're a centaur, you know, half horse, half human, you don't fit in the horse world, you don't fit in the human world. You're straddled between. And then, of course, Pluto's the let go and let God burn your bridges behind you planet. And so number one would be if people are holding on to any old wounds, you know, the who done you wrong stories in life, (laughs) it would really help you let those go. Uh, kind of does a roto-rooter kind of thing on a deep emotional level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to call it cleaning the bottom of the emotional drain at the bottom of the emotional swamp so we can rise up like the phoenix out of the ashes. Oh, that's a good Maybe we all can after we clean the swamp. <laughs> well, and the thing with Chiron is I always like to tell people if you're half horse, half human, that maybe you need to do things in stages rather than all at once. And but our- is Pluto and Chiron, are they brother and sister or brothers or whatever? I wouldn't say so. Um, uh, first off, Chiron is, we don't even know what Chiron is. It's like a captured planetoid or a captured comet because uh, it doesn't fit with the normal thing that like asteroids do. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the debates in astrology is just what the heck is the, uh, uh, there's actually several centaurs out in a, a belt out by uh, Saturn and Neptune. Uh-huh. So even it defies definition. Now, another man wrote me and asked me, didn't know if you could answer the question. Will the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo happen in 2021? Uh, everything looks good, as I was saying it. But um, one of the things that's a theme this year is the planet Saturn, which is tradition and rules and regulations and boundaries, 
is making a challenge to Uranus, which is, I don't want no stinking rules and boundaries. <laughs> and so one of the ways we're seeing that work with the whole COVID thing right now is things are starting to open up, but there's still boundaries and restrictions surrounding it. And so it's a little jerky, and sometimes I jokingly call it driving with the clutch on. And so uh -huh. as that relates to the Olympics in Japan, it's, you know, it's opening up, but there's going to be restrictions and delays. Okay, as long yeah. as there's not any harm. But that's good. I th I think that people are missing sports. I know that everybody was excited this month about March Madness, which is going on. Well, and, you know, out here where I'm at in Oregon, uh, we just had the uh, a game post not postponed, but um, let go because of COVID at uh, one of the schools. And so here's oh. everybody ready to show up, ready to play, and they cancel it at the last minute. And that's that kind of jerky energy I'm talking about that requires adaptability. Yeah, that's true. Well, we've had that for a year. we got another year of it. Do you see it easing up at all as we go through the next three months? Maybe the June eclipse will bring some relief? And absolutely. I, I definitely see this as an easier year, no question about it. I mean, you know, uh, as we talked uh, back at winter solstice, we talked about the rare alignment of Jupiter and Saturn mm -hmm. in the first degree of Aquarius. And, of course, if, nothing, if something represents newness, that's certainly it. And oh, uh, The uh, other newness that we have that everybody's talking about is Mars, and we've got this robot thing on Mars. And, and how are you seeing that? That's very exciting. Well, you know, right now, as I think you alluded to earlier, is Mars is traveling through Gemini right now. And right. Gemini rules the media, it rules short, quick trips and travel. <laughs> so here, every time you turn around, there's this uh, uh, rover making short, quick trips on Mars looking for water or what have you. So it, it kind of fits very well with uh, the astrology. Very exciting. So that's good. Um, let's tell us more about the ending of March, I'm concerned about next weekend because I do see dark energy there. Can you help us with, as we end March, do you see any upsets or any warrior-type things going on? I don't see anything uh, gigantic. Obviously, we're talking about a full moon. Mm -hmm. um, there could be a little spacey or deception because Mercury's aligning with Neptune, which on one level is great for psychics and intuitive work. But on another level, you know, if we're off in fantasy land, you know, that's when the rug gets pulled out from under us. But, but doesn't that bring out lies and deceits and deception and trickery? And doesn't it also bring out manipulation or doing anything you can to get your way, which is happening yeah, right now in government? What I like to remind people is it's not the planets aren't out to get you. And with Neptune, no other people are. Choice. Well, it rules fantasy and illusion. And when we see things the way we want to see them, like, you know, that love of your life comes in and you only see the part you want to see. You don't see the whole picture. That's when Neptune gets involved. To um, Kind of like in Native American, they call it coyote medicine. And, <laughs> you know, they let you believe what you think and then they pull the rug out from you if it's not true. It's called and the, the trickster. Neptune helps us find truth. It's just sometimes we go through a feeling of deception or betrayal because we were seeing things the way we wanted to see them, not the way they really were. Now, I want to share something with you that was very special yesterday. Frank St. James is on with me all the time. You know, he's kind oh, of yeah. a partner with me on the radio. His wife died last night. Oh. And he was telling me, well, it was expected. She was in hospice. He was telling me how Neptunian it was, how 
she just slipped away easily. They were all there. And and he just felt, they're both Pisces, with Pisces mm. moons, both of them. And, and they just, he just felt so beautiful with that experience. And I think that's Neptune, don't you? Absolutely. We just, uh, the word we use with Neptune, as you know, Elizabeth, is dissolve. We just kind of dissolve mm-hmm. into the greater. That's a good word. I think she dissolved. <laughs> yeah. We just melt into it all. And, but and you know. If, uh, what I was going to mention, since you've not talked about the, uh, you know, some challenging times at the end of March, I was actually looking at the uh, April 11th new moon. Mm-hmm. When there's going to be a whole bunch of planets in Aries squaring Pluto, which is, you know, a uh, combination, uh, especially for people who, um, let's just say if you have people in your life who have anger issues or um, obsessive compulsive type behaviors, that around that, that week around that new moon, which is April 11th, uh, would be a time to step lightly, shall we say. Yeah, especially since Pluto's in Capricorn. We need to say that, you know, that's... That's a hard, heavy sign. That's cardinal, and it's Earth. And I think it's the darkest of the cardinal would be Capricorn. Well, and of course, you know, over the next year, I know we'll be talking about Pluto in the sky aligning with the USA's Pluto, which only happens every 248 years. Hmm. And we're already seeing the breakdown of systems and, uh, you know, renovation that's needed on major levels, which is all Plutonian nature. And the sad part is that some of this renovation that's happening is being done deliberately to try to break it down the people are trying to break it down but i do think that as it breaks down and reforms that they could be surprised at how that happens because they expect us to you know fall on our knees and then take over i don't think that's going to happen i think something different is going to happen but it's it's interesting to watch it because mark we've been talking about this energy for years we knew what was happening after 2012 yeah, and, you know, the thing that I keep reminding myself of is that the media shows all the bad stuff. They don't show oh, yeah. the good stuff that's changing. They just show the nasty stuff, and uh, which, which is sad in my viewpoint. But uh, Some of the good things that are happening are medical breakthroughs, and I understand that the, that the shot is bringing some medical breakthroughs because of the, uh, the way that they discovered it and the new... I don't know. It's, it's something about DNA going backwards. I don't really understand it. Do you know much about it? I, I don't, but what I can address to that is that quite often when you're doing research in one area, it helps other areas. And the example I use is in my younger days, I used to sell to uh, the military. And here I am, a, you know, a basic moderate, or in those days <laughs> I was pretty liberal, and I wanted to really not like the people who were building weapons, and yet here I got a job that was helping them build weapons. And I found that they were some of the nicest people in the world, and as they were doing that, they found all kinds of things, for example, winning Nobel Prizes in um, fire, you know, stopping fires on ships and what have you. And you so, stop fires in California. <laughs> and the same with the medical profession as well. Gee, now that they're doing this, uh, I don't know what, Pardon my technical not not non-knowledge, but the mRNA thing. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I know a lot of people are against that, and yet at the same time, it's a technology that's been around for 10 years. And here, all of a sudden, we're getting this opportunity to explore and experiment and use it in different ways than before. Hmm. So, 
you know, and, and that's what happens when you do medical research. Uh, you've been waiting for an answer, and you're doing one thing, and all of a sudden you go, "Oh my goodness, this might work on the other one," and then you find something better uh, than you had ever thought of for it's, cures. It's, it's important for us all to step back and see the bigger picture, not it's just get lost in some of the little stuff that you know is annoying or upsetting. I, I understand. How can we lift this? This. Uh, anger energy this hate energy into more kindness and love i wish we could do that with just a wave of a hand we need another harmonic convergence like yeah, we we do. everybody get together to meditate and pray we do we need another huge thing we'll have to call up shirley i'll call her up and ask her <laughs> maybe she'll help us this is elizabeth joyce with let's find out i'm talking with mark dodich and we're talking about the spring equinox and what's coming ahead up to the eclipses in June. And we'll be right back after we listen to the weekly Cosmic Tip. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out. And now it's time for your weekly Cosmic Tip. Hello, this is Elizabeth Joyce with your Stargazer Report, March 22nd through March 28th, 2021. On Sunday, March 21st, Venus entered Aries until April 14th. This is the opposite of her favorite place to be, and known as her detriment. That doesn't have to be bad, but it does mean that you have to try to balance Aries' needs with Venus' needs. Aries is individual, and Venus is relationships. On a material world level, this helps you pioneer new paths, especially regarding your finances. This is a volatile week with lots of arguments, intrigues, and upsets with alliances. With the moon and cancer to start the week, family, home, and food are high in the priority list. Have you noticed those food prices? A series of challenging chances are coming from the mutable sign of Virgo and Gemini. Makes this a week of secrets, paranoia, and plotting to get your way. A square between Mercury and Pisces and Mars and Gemini on Tuesday brings shadowy, secretive, constructive mechanics against the transparent. Um, I've got my cards on the table. I have right and fair figures. All of this scheming are going to make matters very hard for those who are not aligned with a group, as brought about by Wednesday's T-square of a haughty and independent Leo moon struggling to stay afoot against group-thinking Saturn in Aquarius and Uranus in Follow the Leader Taurus. Tuesday evening brings minor mental and communication challenges, and it is best to put off difficult conversations until later in the week. This isn't the time to start anything to complain about. You get run over by a Mack truck. (laughs) Or you're just not on the winning side. There is a happy breathing spot late Thursday and early Friday as the life-giving sun aligns with graceful Venus, which represents romance, diplomacy, and beauty. Luckily, the sun's conjunction with Venus in the brave sign of Aries on Friday will help bring a positive discussion and rally the troops, which will be needed later in the day when the Virgo moon guilefully pushes the emotional buttons of Mars. This could be a bit explosive, with decisions pleasing one side and not the other. Manipulative, cool-headed forces will trigger others into angry outbursts in order to gain the upper hand, so be sure to maintain control of your emotions. 
Just watch the show and hold out for what you need. With the moon in Virgo on Friday and Saturday, make a list of what you want to accomplish through the weekend and then check it off as it gets accomplished. However, be aware that deception and lies can also abound on Saturday when the Virgo moon is beguiled and charmed and tricked by cunning Mercury and Neptune in its opposition. All this swirling energy comes to a head with a Libra full moon, says enough is enough to the group of the Sun, Venus, and Chiron colluding together. A legal ruling, a bit of diplomacy, and friendly sympathy could lead to an easing of hostility and strained relations. The full moon in Libra on Sunday, March 28th, continues the theme of Venus traveling through Aries, where you must balance independence along with sharing. This full moon forms a pattern in the sky that would look like an old-style diamond-shaped kite. Go out and look at it. See if you can find it. There's a lot of talents and emotional support helping you now. So many people are supporting you. But there is a challenge present as well to make certain that you lean on them and use them and their ideas and suggestions. What a week. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Visions of Reality. The website is new-visions.com. If you'd like to make a call and ask a question or book some time, the 24-hour answering service is 201-934-8986. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out. And now it's time to get back to tonight's program with Elizabeth Joyce and Mark Dodich. Good evening, this is Elizabeth Joyce, and we're back. That was a surprise. Hi, um, I'm here talking with Mark Dodich, and we're having a wonderful uh, discussion on astrology and everything that it's doing that we kind of lost our senses there. And that must be Neptunian, too. So, Mark, uh, globally, globally, we had eclipses last year that were pretty powerful, and... Um, they really pow zapped us with this uh, COVID thing. We're having more eclipses this year and that will affect the entire world. And I know one is coming in June, May. You said May. I thought they were in June. Can you tell us a little bit about what's coming? Yeah. Now, first, I use three months before and after an eclipse as just a general rule of thumb for the range of it. So we're already moving into that energy now. And the one on May 26th is going to be in the early degrees of Sagittarius. You know, Sagittarius, well, one way we're already starting to see it is the airlines are starting to open up again. You know, travel uh, Mm -hmm. kinds of things. That's good. So that's one way we're already seeing it start to come in. And the idea is, of course, uh, not only is it a lunar eclipse, but it is also the biggest supermoon of the year. And, you know, lunar eclipses are a full moon, so they tend to bring emotions to the surface. And so, no doubt, emotions are coming to the surface as we get further into spring. And they can be with words, and we were talking about choices before, because it's Gemini Sagittarius. Well, and ideally, Sagittarius is supposed to take the high road. It's a coach, it's a mentor, it's a minister, it's a traveler, it's a publisher, so some people might want to say it's time to start writing my book since it's associated with publishing. But it's also media, media control. So maybe some people will come and stop all this negative media 
and start having people think about how they'd like to hear more of the truth. That, and I'm sure more people are just itching to get out of the house and go travel somewhere. Oh, yeah, it was a beautiful day today. We we worked today out in the yard. It was beautiful. But, uh, so, tell us more about the uh, uh, Gemini and the things leading up to it. You said something about Mercury retrograding around the yeah. eclipse. So, so, here's the order. May 26th, we have a lunar eclipse, which means the moon's in Sagittarius and the sun will be in early Gemini, early degrees of Gemini. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sagittarius is about higher integrity, honesty, and transforming your belief system. And Gemini is about communicating that higher philosophy in a way people can understand it. Well, at the lunar eclipse, we're also going to be in the shadow prior to the next Mercury retrograde, which officially is going to be in the sign Gemini. And it starts on May 29th until June 22nd, which means Mercury is going to be retrograde for the June 10th solar eclipse in Gemini. And it's also going to be retrograde for summer uh, solstice. Oh, that's interesting. But, you know, here's my thought. I just had a thought. If an eclipse opposite the sun tends to knock one down and it's in Gemini and Sag, which is publishing and media, somebody might knock down all the lies and bring out some truths that have been unknown until now and really surprise everybody, wouldn't you think? That would be a part of it, but it could also bring more lies to the surface, too. Yeah, but wouldn't they be face down? They could be more lies, but the lies could be face down and say, no, that's not true. With some we'll proof see how it, it plays <laughs> out, but in my view, we're probably going to see both. We're going to see uh, hidden truths uncovered, but mm-hmm. also yeah, that's what I was saying. Uh, false information out there, which we've already seen, of course. What's the degree in June? Well, the solar eclipse is at 20 degrees of Gemini, meaning it's two-thirds of the way through Gemini. So obviously for the listeners out there who know their astrology chart, if they know where Gemini is, you know, for example, if it's the seventh house, that's your committed relationships. If it's your tenth house, it's your career. Mm-hmm. And so for those who know their chart, if you know where 20 degrees Gemini is, you know where you're being activated. Yeah, that squares my son. Yeah. And so um, obviously no. <laughs> this is going to be um, some sort of a challenge for you to bring your higher vision out into the world. Oh, yeah. That's been that's been going on. We're, we're really working on some wonderful information for everyone. We're working on classes that are going to talk about the new spiritual chakras. And I really want to bring that out into the world because everybody does need to be aware of it. It'll be life-saving. Talk, this, talk about the global scan and how we're caught between 2020 and 2021 in these eclipses. I call it the eclipse crossfire. What about that? And it, it's not just the eclipses, but it's also the fact that we had, uh, you remember we talked back at winter solstice about the big Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that only happens every 20 right. years. 20 years. It mm-hmm. happened in the first degree of Aquarius, which represents new beginnings. And the last time it happened in Aquarius was the 1400s. So that combined with these eclipses are saying it's time to open up to a new way and you remember last year we talked about that rare triple alignment and heavy duty Capricorn. I do. It just slammed everybody. Who is Jupiter, so, Pluto, and, 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 and Saturn, still, right? Yeah, and, and so these eclipses are starting to open up again. 
and were more willing to take a risk where under the old school, it was just stay home, duck and cover, you know, hide under the covers. But now we have things lifting us higher. For example, one could be um, that the COVID vaccine is really working and we're going to have more freedom. Um, COVID vaccine and more herd, herd vaccinating. Yeah. Um, So that could be good. Yeah, I think so. I think basically we're talking about people opening their minds with Sagittarius. We're talking about speaking higher truth without worrying about whether people are going to love you or not. (laughs) Uh, That's a good idea. I think we need to do that more instead of getting condemned for what we say. We should be allowed to say whatever we have to say. Yeah. We can use choices again. Back to my choices. It's speaking our truth if you get right down to it. And Mark, Mark, you have a caller. Her name is Julie. She's from Greenville, North Carolina. She's born on September 9th, 1959. Good evening, Julie. Thank you for calling. Let's find out. Good evening. How are you all doing? Fine. How are you? Getting excited for Easter and spring weather? Uh, Yes, the weather is getting fairly nice here, finally. (laughs) Been a little cold. What is your question for Mark tonight? Okay, uh, well, considering everything that's gone on, all the um, controversy and everything, I was just curious, uh, do you think we'll have World War III within the next four years? <laughs> i got to go with a no on that one. Cause, uh, I'm going to no, too. Um. But I do see, as for example, we're seeing greater problems with uh, Russia and China right now uh, through the transition Uh to the new president. And uh, so I think that there's going to be um, like turf wars, for example. Skirmishes. Skirmishes or turf wars or, you know, a little economic uh, gamesmanship uh, rather than actual uh, battles. I do think that China will go into Taiwan. I don't know whether we'll be invaded here. I have been feeling that with some of the uh, terrorists that are being led into the country this week, um, that there could be a problem starting, but it it also could be stopped in the bud. So I feel that the answer to your question, Julie, is no, and that there are going to be many things stopped in the bud. When, when we uh, have the eclipses and the truth comes out, Julie, they may start to be thinking in that very dark energy, but something's going to turn it around. Well, Light that, always yeah. wins, as they say. An example yeah. is, is um, I've got clients in Hong Kong, and they're pretty scared right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're afraid China's coming in and getting stronger, and, um, you know, and many, of course, have already left to move up into British Columbia and other places, but... Uh, I would see another wave of migration of people leaving Hong Kong, for example. So instead of World War III, Julie, we could have relocations of people in different areas, like Mark Mm -hmm. just said, Hong Kong going up to Vancouver and that type of thing. I I think there's Mm -hmm. going to be that kind of shifting rather than World War. I don't think World War III is here yet. Not yet. We're going to have to try to stop it if we can. Yeah, well, you know, with uh, the counter 
or cancel culture. Uh, I have to wonder, uh, considering all the things that they say, uh, everything seems to be racist or radical or all well, that. Well, that's all and a lie. It's a lie. They're trying to, to color us that way. And yeah, here's my question. My okay. question is, why is everybody listening to it? Why don't they just cancel yes. out the cancel culture? I agree 100%. I, to me, I get the feeling it's like they're trying to pit the races against each other, like start a racial Absolutely. War. Yeah, because if they can weaken us, then they think they can run over us with that Mack truck and take us over. But we're going to get a backbone and stand up to them. I think that's part of what these eclipses are coming. And, Mark, don't you think that eclipses bring strength? Well, I think it depends on how people use them. If you're using them from the highest vibration, which, of course, Sagittarius, as you take the high road, Gemini, as we're open our mind to new ways to solve the big problems that we've got right now, mm-hmm. uh, Sagittarius is philanthropy, and, you know, maybe that's helping the homeless people. Um, but there's also a bad side. Uh, the bad side of Gemini is they sometimes tell 80% of the truth and leave parts out. Um and the bad side of Sagittarius is they get off at hellfire brimstone. So every planet, every sign has a high and a low. And right. as human beings, it's our choice to use the word you used earlier, Elizabeth. Right. It's our choice as to what vibration are we going to live in. Julie, thank you for calling. Yes. Let's find out. It's always nice to hear from you. I really appreciate the call. This uh-huh. is Elizabeth thank you for your answers. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out, and we're going to take our half-hour break. And I'll be back with Mark for more news and astrology right after these messages. Now more than ever, you need Elizabeth Joyce's Sanitizing Healing Spray. It clears and cleans viruses and germs, and it helps to prevent spreading those viruses and germs. Elizabeth's Sanitizing Healing Spray contains frankincense and sandalwood. You spray it as generously and as often as you need. You can order it online or call 201-934-8986. 201-934-8986. Elizabeth Joyce's Elixir Tea is really a healing tea. It's blended according to Ayurvedic principles and the chanting of Sanskrit mantras. So it assures a deep cellular healing, relief that flows from within. So drink Elizabeth's Healing Tea before you meditate. Order it online or call 201-934-8986. 201-934-8986. You're listening to Let's Find Out on bbsradio.com, Station 1. If Internet Radio has a name, it's BBS Radio, the number one live Internet talk radio on the planet. It's Let's find out. An honored guest come every Sunday night at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you'd like to call in and ask a question, dial toll-free, 888-627-6008. Again, that's 888-627-6008. If you're just tuning in and would like to hear this show in its entirety tomorrow, you can download it at the archive link at bbsradio.com forward slash let's find out remember if it's not mainstream it's on bbs radio so now let's find out with host elizabeth joyce
When you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to. This is Elizabeth Joyce with Let's Find Out, and that was the beautiful voice of Linda Ronstadt, When You Wish Upon a Star. And Mark and I are both wishing upon a star, and I think we're really going to be wishing on it towards the end of this month or as we go into April. What do you think, Mark? We got a star to wish on? I think so. I mean... (laughs) um... Jupiter, you know, God of Blessings, I always jokingly call him the Santa Claus of the Zodiac. Um, 
you know, is progressing through uh, Aquarius. And one thing we didn't talk about, I just wanted a little teaser for you, Elizabeth, since we know you're a Pisces. Uh, between um, May and July, Jupiter, you know, God of Blessings Jupiter, is going to start moving into Pisces. But as you know, oh. there's 30 degrees in a sign, but it's only going to move in two degrees. And I call that, you know, you put your toe in the water before you jump in to test it out. Or I'll call it a movie preview. You know, we get a teaser May to July of what's coming in 2022. Uh-oh. And folks that are paying attention, because obviously, you know, the Aquarius it's in now is like a scientist, where mm-hmm. Pisces is a psychic. You know, and so well, the all knowing, but you say two degrees and going across my sun, that's going to make me gain that 30 pounds I just lost. <laughs> well, but it's not going to go across your sun until um, later in 2022 because uh, it only two degrees is just barely touching. So I'll it. start my diet now, that's what I'll do. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh and so- that's good, that's good for a lot of things because. That can bring the movies back. You know, the movies and theaters have really been hit. So maybe we'll uh, start getting some good productions out there. Who knows? Maybe the media will treat psychics better than they have. That would be true, especially if they're right. Yeah. uh, yeah. A lot of times they really are. So um, let's talk about the weather. We were discussing weather. uh, And I was asking you if you thought that astrology affects weather because my theory is that astrology is chemist the weather is chemistry and we have to figure out how uh one attracts the other to bring in a tsunami or to bring in a hurricane what are your thoughts on that well you know there is a branch of astrology called astrometeorology i guess i'm not uh-huh. talking well tonight but you can hear <laughs> that's what okay. say. um and so doing weather forecasting is something that's relatively in an early infant stage in astrology. But number one, we know with all this Gemini energy, that rules wind. And whether that comes in the form of big winds or uh, tornadoes, for example, in places that get tornadoes, would not be a surprise at all. Well, maybe they'll build more windmills and they'll make sure that they don't get snowed on so yeah. that they freeze up. <laughs> Yeah. That would be helpful. Um, yeah. Also about uh, tsunamis and rain, Pisces, if Jupiter's going into Pisces, it's water. What about rain and flooding? I actually was seeing it as a little bit more on the dry side um, just because of the uh, you know the planets and the elements that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was questioning, um, not to do doom and gloom, but, you know, we've talked about Saturn squaring Uranus. And even the scientists, you know, the, the mainstream world scientists say when these big planets are at a 90 degree angle to Earth with them, that there's a higher preponderance of earthquakes. Right. And so, you know, you know, it's here. And that the, would bring a tsunami and that's water. Absolutely. And uh and we already know the zones that are just waiting to happen, you know. New Zealand, and there's a, a place, I think it's called Grandfather Island, and a long, long, long time ago, I think I was with Frank, Frank Alper, we talked about Grandfather Island, and somebody had a vision that that's where uh, the, uh, pol- the polar shift in the Pacific Ocean would begin. And now all of a sudden, all of those Earthquakes are coming there, and they're, you know, shifting the the plates under the ocean. 
Yeah, and of course it's a pretty controversial topic, but we do know that the pole has been moving eastward almost every year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, That's you true. know, if you look at the Navy who is responsible for watching such things, we are past due for a polar shift, but then they also say that a polar shift can take 20,000 years to go. Oh, yeah, that's true. But the sad part about it is they keep Korea, especially, keeps testing their bombs under the water, under the ocean. And that's got to do something to the ships. Yeah, well, um, I'm with you there. Uh, we'll, but we'll see whether Korea is going to be a player or not. I have a, a call coming in from Diane in Colorado. She's born February 15th, 1957. Good evening, Diane. Welcome to Let's Find Out. Hi, how are you? Fine. What can we do for you? I uh, was in Kansas the weekend before last, and Wichita has been having earthquakes. And uh, I was told that it's not due to fracking. So can you make sense no, it's of that? Not due, it's not due to fracking. My my first thought when I heard about it, Mark, was Yellowstone. So can you make talk of that? I think it's uh, something to do with Yellowstone. Certainly we know that Yellowstone has been in the news from, uh, you know, earthquakes and what is it, Old Faithful isn't Old Faithful anymore and all that, but... Uh, I'm not really sure how to address specifically, you know. Uh, well, just that the sulfur mines are shifting around underneath because of heat. You talked about heat before and dryness. And, yes, I, we probably can have fires as well as water this summer because of the elements and where the planets are. But do you think that it could shift uh, something like the salt, the salt fields, the uh, sul- sulfur fields? I I guess I can only answer it generically, and that's to say that the places that are already on the edge of needing to change, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. like like fault zones and what have you, that they're going to be continually aggravated by this Saturn square. uh, See, Saturn squares you around us. It started back in February. It's exact in June. It's exact in November of this year. And it actually goes one more time in October of 2022. And so, to me, these places are already on the fault zones. So, Diane, in answer to your question, it would be, did you say June and October? Mark, you said June and October? Yeah, but Might be be the time of of something really sharp happening, something noticeable, and the others Hmm. happen underneath the ground. What about the New Madrin fault? Mark. Um, again, I'm not really qualified to talk about specific areas, but uh, certainly, you know, there's been predictions from the old Michael Scallion maps long time ago that that New Madrid was a, a disaster waiting to happen. What we're saying, Diane, is that there's stress on all of them, and I don't think anyone can know which one, but it could be any one of the ones that have had the stress. Okay. It's, it's, I mean, you okay. could go around the ring of ring of fire in you know where i live on the west coast yeah i mean the whole way up the coast from chile to uh, vancouver british columbia into alaska is you know an accident waiting to happen right right how do you predict which one's the one that's going to get it 
you know. And if if you've right. got something from from New Zealand, logically going into Hawaii, and Hawaii reacts, that can affect that fault that you're talking about, and it, it can cause okay. a lot of damage everywhere. It's just hard to say, and we don't want to put it out there because we don't want to bring it in. So we're just going right. to try to say general and say it's all under stress. And if you hear anything of any kind of a warning, just be prepared for whatever area the warning's in. Hmm. Okay. My view uh, is... You, you, I, I was just wondering just if, you saw anything, if you saw anything for me for... Well, I think you've got your personal uh, earthquake coming yourself. <laughs> uh, you were born with the planet Mars at 11 degrees of Taurus. And this summer, the planet Uranus, which has an 84-year orbit, meaning that when it touches something in a person's chart, it only happens once every 84 years, is going to sit on your Mars. And Mars is, you know, that masculine side, warrior, men, the good old boy network of the world, your ambition. And uh, and that's going to last you for about a year. So something about, Mm -hmm. on one level, that could be as simple as you opening up to innovative new ways to put your ambition out into the world. Uh, or on another level, that could be you need to kick people out of your life who don't belong there anymore. Hmm. And both would be okay. cool things to say. Um, and I don't know, do you have a son, your oldest son? I was feeling something about your oldest son. You might have a concern around him. Yes. Okay. And when is his birthday? Uh, September uh, 27th. He's, oh, so, so he would be a Libra. What's his first name, Diane? Jason. Jason. So September 27th of 75 would be early Libra, and that would uh, come into that uh, Aquarius energy of Saturn and Jupiter, Mark. Do you see anything for that, or would that be a good thing? Uh, what was the uh, year? 75. And, Diane, I think that it might be something. How old is he now? Uh, He'll be 45 this year. So usually when you're at 45, you have a life change. It can be a job change. It can be a promotion. It can be earning more money. And that's what I'm feeling for him. Well, in the... uh the eclipses we were talking about coming up June 10th, the solar eclipse, which is new beginnings, as well as the Mercury retrograde that's also in June, is going to be landing on his moon, which is emotions, home, family, where he lives, and Mars, which is his ambition. In fact, you know, Mars is in Gemini for all of us right now, and he's born with Mars in Gemini. So what that means, he's in the process of ending a two-year ambition cycle and starting a new one. Yep. So good for him. Good for him, okay. Diane. Good. Okay. So you'll be enjoying that. Thank you for calling. Let's find right. out. Thank you. Well, Mark, again, we're at the end of the of our time. So soon? I, I know. I am hoping that you'll come back in June because <clears throat> we're going to need have a lot of information coming out in June. And I love having you on Let's Find Out. Well, thank you. And um you want to please uh, give you your know, I have uh, information on the eclipses in my quarterly newsletter that just came out uh, at astromark.us. Good. And the quarterly eclipse, I show the uh, the lunar eclipse and where it is and the solar eclipse that's coming up where it is over the Earth. And give out your phone number. Oh, uh, Pacific Time Zone, 503-252-1558 and astromark.us. 
Great. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. This is Elizabeth Joyce, and we are going to have the meditation now. So please get ready for that. And we're going to have a beautiful song. Uh, it's becoming my theme song by Elizabeth Hepburn, who's a very close friend. And she's going to sing to us if we only had love. Then we'll do the meditation. And then we're going to finish with Richard Shulman and Ascension. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. And have a wonderful week. And enjoy that spring. Go out and get your spring flowers. Good night.
This is a call for meditation of strength. It's time to take a positive role regarding the American elections. I would like to ask each of you to send a calming influence to the human consciousness. We cannot afford despair or loss of hope to take root. My concern is not Trump or Biden, but the millions of people who, like us, want to see a better future. This meditation can take any form, but it needs to be directed at the human consciousness, at bringing up the vibration from the third dimension reality into the fifth dimension reality. Direct your light to the human consciousness of all people of the earth and the theme of being calm and believing that good will triumph over evil. There's no attacking anyone nor sending direct support to anyone. To this end, the world is in hope that you can take part of a meditation that will strengthen you and have you support what is happening. This is a meditation to strengthen human consciousness. We are counter-reacting negative forces who are trying to debase and disconnect the human form and its belief systems founded on the principle that truth is right and lies are wrong. Let's take a few minutes to undertake what would be a meditation to support the universe with this valuable action. We'll be supporting humanity at this time with lots of love, lots of light, and lots of strength. Allow yourself to feel the energy of your human family all around you. Do not see bodies or faces or expressions, but instead feel each member of the earth plane as a ball of energy. Or you may try to decide to treat certain people as groups. You may also choose to see your extended family in front of you, for every person on this planet is a part of your extended family. Allow your inner wisdom to tell you what you need to see. Allow your instincts and intuition to guide you as you assemble the energies and even bring in all the people who are close to you. Once you have this image in place, allow the energies of your primary close people to come forth to be seen as the focus of this group. Your friends, your loved ones, are a part of this group of humanity that we are praying for to uplift the consciousness to a higher level of love, kindness, patience, and understanding. See the spheres of light all around you going out as far as you can go. This energy can take any shape. 
any color, but notice how it makes you feel. Watch the energy you have conjured up in your mind. See where it is and how it affects your body. Does it make you nervous? Does it make your stomach uncomfortable? Do you feel sensations in your chest area? You could find that you have noticeable and strong reactions in more than one part of your body. Whatever it is that your body responds to, not only is this the place where you are most likely to crumble when confronted, but this is the place that holds much valuable information for your growth. For example, if it's your mind, your third eye area, or any area in your head, the sixth chakra, that feels cramped or conflicted, then this is the energy that's blocking you to see. It does not allow you to expand your vision. If it's your heart that reacts to this energy in a negative way, a way that does not feel comfortable or expanded, it may indicate that you feel hurt or neglected in some way. If the energy affects your stomach, you struggle with your ego, personality issues, clashes, and you do not enjoy the fight that you have going on within you. If it's your lower back or your genital area, your second chakra or your root chakra is blocked. But we do not necessarily mean anything sexual here because sexual energy is your vital life force. It's an essential part of what drives your body and your creativity. So in some way, that drive is being challenged. See how you respond to any of these ways and where there is peace or expansion in your body. As you respond to the energy that's happening around you today, there is no great mystery, for you know that there is a peace, a respect, and an ease with this dynamic. We are going through a transformation of human consciousness. We are ascending from the third dimension to the fifth dimension. It's complicated, it can be difficult, but the end result is worth this healing and frequency. Go deeper into this meditation now. See where you feel trapped or bound. Is it related to your self-expression or who you feel you have permission to be with when you are with them? Do you feel that people are somehow limiting your choices and opportunities in life? Once you have identified the energetic block, stay with it. Focus on the block. Feel it within you. Hate, resentment, judgment. Put the light on those emotions and try to melt them. 
See the transformation occur right before your eyes. Allow the block that you feel to burst and to dissolve and expand out of you until it becomes invisible. Whichever way you choose, allow it to move out of you and away from you. You can do this. It's not impossible. If you have difficulty with it, acknowledge the frustration and then let it dissipate. But keep going. If it's too burning for you or for your body, give yourself some rest time and return back to this meditation when you can. You will find that the more you do this meditation, the more quickly any feelings of constriction, judgment, hate, or evil will diminish. This is your country. This is your space. You have a right to any and all of your beliefs. No one should ever stop you from having a love or a belief. Allow the frequency of the higher dimension to come in for you. Allow yourself to go into the unknown. See all blocks, hesitation, and fear leaving you. Put a light on it and pray for the consciousness to be raised, the collective consciousness we're praying for, and pray for calmness and always believe that good will triumph over evil. Direct this energy to the human consciousness that is beyond form and know that this is God's plan and all will work out as it should for the best for humanity and its growth. Take a deep breath. Surround yourself with white light. Surround yourself with the frequency and healing of a higher dimension so that you can stay protected against any and all forces that are trying to move you to a place of anger, hate, and confrontation. Allow yourself to relax. Allow yourself to stay in the higher dimensions. I am a child of God. I am protected. I support the human consciousness. I send light and strength to human consciousness and to the expansion of the higher energies. Take a deep breath. This is the meditation for strength for the human consciousness. We are counteracting negative forces who are trying to disable and disconnect humanity from its belief systems. All is well in my world. Then thank yourself and your inner light for expanding and allowing you 
to empty yourself of any and all negative forces. All is well in my world.